Deceptive winding sun, deceptive moon, and concealing shadows, many secrets are held beyond the sight of humanity. Wondrous and dangerous, the mysteries of Deerston leave no one unchanged. A bold crew of players are pleased to welcome you into that perilous liminality between the mundane, the unknown, and the unknowable. Whispers from Beyond is a mage the Awakening Chronicle following the journey of Emily Tao, played by Craig. I'm Bill, and I will be your storyteller for this dive into the mysteries of Deerston. Hello and good evening. Welcome to our first session for Emily Elizabeth Tao, our potential wizard and hopefully successful taxi driver these days with her U-Drive and carry phones. Emily, tonight is a night that we're going to have a bit of you on the road with, but first we want to talk about why you're on the road. You had some aspirations that we were hammering out last time on character creation, and let's go through those. Hello, Bill. Um, yeah, so I've been thinking about what my character's aspirations might be, and I came up with three that kind of fit her normal, mundane lifestyle. So I think the first one is just be a better roommate. Um, I kind of established in the character creation that she's a bit of a slob, but you know she's she's trying, and like maybe she'll you know clean up the the dishwasher or like take out the trash a little bit more, but, or just be less annoying. So she's going to try that, but we'll see. We see it. What happens? Uh, second uh, aspiration would be to probably decide on a major for her college. Um, she's, you know, it's fall. We said her freshman year at Bangor community college. So she's knocking out some gen ed courses, but, uh, doesn't really know what she wants to do in life. So, you know, figuring out at least what to have as her major would be a good first start. And then the third one I came up with was, you know, find a better way to make money. Um, and in parentheses with magic, maybe as out of character knowledge, just like, she's not, she has the one dot of resources, but you know, like I, I think like every young kid uh, out there who lived up in like a decent home growing up some of them have like this expectation to do at least as well as their parents did and i feel like um like like emily got out of her um mom's home just because like that felt like the next step in growing up and just kind of moved like a couple streets down literally but um you know it's a pretty shabby neighborhood a pretty shabby apartment she has a car which is probably like inherited from her mom's old car but you know having a little bit nicer things is something like college students they like they see it as a status symbol sometimes and you know and there's also a lot of pressure on her too considering she has the immigrant family and that just has the american dream times 20 going on there all the high all the high expectations most definitely i think um I still think she um, has like uh, weekly phone calls with her grandmother who will probably check in on her and see how she's doing. And so she could, you know, talk to her friends and gossip about, you know, how, how her 
granddaughter's going to a big um, school on the East Coast and everything, even though it's community college, like, you know, local friends in Michigan don't need to know about that. Yeah, if your parents hadn't moved out here, your grandmother would be showing up at your apartment no matter what was going on, being critical of how clean it was, and also bringing lots and lots of home-cooked food, because that is exactly the kind of grandmother that we both know she probably is. Oh, yeah, and I, I th- actually, I think she still tries to mail some food every once in a while. Um, you know, like, sometimes it doesn't make it through, or like it goes bad because it didn't get vacuum sealed right but i think that occasionally like a package will show up and it's like like some vietnamese home cooking that's been dehydrated or something like that sounds like a big grandma thing to do it definitely sounds exactly right and if nothing else her grandmother might just occasionally send her this is a meal kit put all these in the water boil it exactly or like insist that like i save the bone so i can make my good broth Anyways, you mentioned, Bill, that I'm out on the road tonight. Yeah. Jessica said that she was going to be doing some of her online gaming stuff and didn't want lots of background noise. Jessica, of course, being your roommate who's trying just as many tricks as you to be able to afford college and the apartment life. She said that, um, you know, just give her a couple hours at least you were going to drive anyway and bring back a case of Red Bull. Yeah, I mean, I am trying to be a better roommate, so I'll give her space. And what what day of the week is it? Is it a school night or is it like a weekend? Today is a Friday night, actually, which is one of the better driving nights for you. There are, you know, at least four colleges, including the community college within a couple towns of you. There's Bangor Community College. There's University of Maine over in Old Town. There's the Deerston Technical University as well, which has been specializing in oceanographic technology. They do a lot of work for the, you know, Deerston shipyard too, and about the engineers necessary to keep the boats building, the boats in, you know, in good shape and all that. And there's also an agriculture university in the area too for all of that as well that happens to have ties to the lumber industry. So you have a lot of options here for those ones. And on top of the smaller ones, because this is new England, more colleges per square foot than the rest of the world. One of the things we're known for. Yeah. So I'm thinking she probably had like an early dinner and I mean, it kind of cuts into prime social time, but like, this is like, like you said, the prime time for me to have like my phone open to uh, you drive and a secondary phone opened up to carry. Um, so like that's, as I understand, a lot of uh, rideshare employees do that. Oh yeah. So you can like hunt down the, be- the better deals. All you got to do at this point in the evening is start either circling the dorms or circling the areas where the bars are. in one of those towns, and because you'll be the closest, you'll be the first. Yeah. So Bar to dorm, dorm to bar, just rinse, wash, repeat. Maybe I'll find um, somewhere else. Take me towards the end of the night, because you know there's that lull in the the middle of the night when everyone's out already. So take a couple longer ones and then get back to the bars. Yeah, after a um, couple hours of the kids who've just been finishing up their 
later afternoon classes, going to the starting to go to the bars and all that, you notice a fair pop up on your phone that is a little bit eye boggling. You got a chance for a hundred fifty dollar ride. Oh, I'm t- accepting that. I'm like really my finger on the glass on the screen trying to like get it because like these are like gems because this could pay for like my whole night of driving and then like this would pay for the gas everything and then anything else i make on top of tonight is just take home money all right you have selected to accept the drive it goes a little bit further away from you into a residential area where there's a bunch of townhouses the kind that were built 20 30 years ago all locked into the same hoa and it looks like somebody manicures the place but they only manicure it every third week and then claim they do it every week for their paycheck yeah um so i i think i'm i, I probably know the area and you know like every once in a while you get one out there because a townhouse maybe like a rich kid going to one of the colleges might have one or like it might be their parents that they're like using like hey i live with my uncle but i'm actually living in this house so to get away from the you must live in a, a dorm sort of thing for the first couple of years so that's what i'm thinking it is but um i think i uh pull up in my 10 year old subaru um i i like to think it's like forest green and i have like uh Maybe like there's like a shopping cart hit it. So I put like a big vinyl sticker of like Clifford the Big Red Dog on top of it. And then I think in my my passenger seat in the front, I have like a stuffed Clifford that's wearing my sunglasses. And like I got like two or three uh, iced coffees in the cup holders. So yeah, I'm 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 pulling up and like kind of like rubbernecking looking for my fare. That's so beautifully New England. All right, there. You pull up Duncan, (laughs) you pull up and there is a middle-aged woman with a big rolling suitcase, like standing out in front of one of these buildings. I kind of like peek at my phone to look at like where I am is about where she might be. She she looks at your stop car. She waves a phone up uh, and the closer you get the more you realize that she's not middle-aged, she's just prematurely aged. Ah, well, if she's living out here, like, um, I figured she might still have some money. So like, I think I roll up and I like take my, I turn off the car, pull up the key and I'm walking around in the trunk because I'm thinking my car doesn't have one of those like trunk releases. Because, like, I think it's it like broke. A very, it broke, didn't it? it? It broke. And I see she has a suitcase and I want to get a good tip out of this. So, like, I'm like, um, just making some room, ma'am. And, like, I like unlock my trunk and I'm like, like throwing all my stuff and like putting it under like a blanket or something so she doesn't have to see like all my stuff. And, like, I offer to um, take her bag. All right. She thanks you and, like, tries to help you up with the bag anyway it's surprisingly heavy and then um says uh do you, do you like cash for tips oh uh yeah anything's uh good um you can either pay through the app or uh, yes i would accept um cash like that which is code for we're supposed to say that but if you give me cash i don't have to report it 
she nods and reaches into her purse and set, pulls out what looks like a couple hundred dollar bills and says, this is to turn your phones off. This is to make sure that they're really turned off. This one is so this ride never happened. And this one is in case you forgot this ride never happened. So I'm doing mental math. And is this basically, so she's offered me excess of like $400. She's asked $400. And then she holds 400 more up. And this is if we don't get pulled over. Um, I, I nod and I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of looking around cause like this is like a little suspicious, but, um, and then she puts her smartphone down on the ground right in front of your, the tire of your car. I, I kind of look down like I, I, the phone and kind of like raise We're my head and smile. I, I need you to get me to the Deerston women's shelter. I see. Uh, Absolutely. Like, and when she says that, I think that completely disarms any suspicion I have. And, um, and like I never tell an officer that you did this because his friends will know. I opened the door for her. Yeah. Um, I get into the front seat and I immediately turn off the, the phone that I didn't accept the fare on. And like, just, um, I look back at her and like, make and sure she sees me. Mm-hmm. And the fare that the phone was supposedly going to was actually heading towards Augusta. So it's in a different direction than she's having you drive. Uh, um, so I turn off the you, phone where it didn't and like, like put it right into the glove box um, so she could watch me do it. And then like I'm fiddling with the other one and like um, I'm, I'm kind of like, do you want me to just uh, decline? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, sorry. She picks up the phone off the ground, cancels her request. Uh, I, I acknowledge the cancellation. Then I, I turn the phone off and that goes into the uh, glove compartment as well. And I nod. She s- smiles. She has a very, very nervous smile on. And she's like, okay, here, here's the, And she hands you the four. Okay. I think I just like, uh, like set it on the seat next to plush Clifford and uh, start the car up. Um, I, I kind of look out the window and like, see, like kind of watch myself drive over this phone which I'm assuming she put back down. Yeah. And right in front of the tires. She made sure that if you drove in a straight line, you'd get it with both wheels. Yeah. I, she even like put a couple pieces of gravel under it just to make sure it would crack. Yeah. I, I, th- I, th- I think uh, Emily kind of gets where she's going with this and she's not ex- like suspicious at all. She's like, she needs to get out of this like bad situation. And I think like, she feels like she's doing the right thing and helping her out. So like, like she, she probably like, um, man, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Like if it's, hmm, I am curious. My vice is curious. So as we're driving, I, I think I know the way even without, um, having my GPS on, you know, cause I have a couple dots and drive chauffeur. And I think I got, uh, some streetwise as well yeah, for the area. So you definitely have the knowledge for the area as much as you can. Yeah. So in that London cabbie knowledge sense almost. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna like um you know take uh take um take you know like a roundabout way so it's like take the uh less 
traveled streets, ones that like I know don't have as many traffic cameras and say and say we'll be there uh, very soon, ma'am. I mean, I I know it's not the shortest drive, but don't go for soon. Go for not noticed, please. And as you, she says that you see her pulling some makeup out of her purse and touching up really thick makeup over around her eyes and such. And I'm driving, and I think like like the camera's like from the like her perspective in the backseat, and kind of looks up and sees my eyes in the rearview mirror watching her apply this makeup, and go back down and back up and just check the road, and then go back to the mirror. And I I just feel like this is very cinematic where you're just seeing. From her point of view, my eyes, and they're like, you know, these green eyes, which is in my character's uh, culture is very uncommon. My striking looks, um, I'm just kind of like deciding, like, should I ask her? Should I like respect her privacy? But I am curious. So I think I will ask her is, are you all right, ma'am? No, no, I'm not. But I, I can't go to the police. He is police. My husband's an officer. Did your husband? Yes. For too long now. Too and long. I think there's like this awkward silence as like I'm absorbing the seriousness of the situation. And he said if I went anywhere, his friend in a state would find me. But I think this will work. I, I hope so. And I know that um, many, many of these shelters do have those you know, recycle phones. So they should be able to get you up um, again. Um, so you could contact your loved ones or something uh, pretty soon, but they have these programs and like she, I feel stupid kind of like, uh, like informing her, Hey, they have these programs, which will give you a free used phone. Like when like this person like does not need a phone, she just needs to get out of the situation. But that's like all I could think of as I'm driving through these streets or, you know, it's fall. So it's probably starting to get kind of dark, even at like six. So like I'm just going through driving, trying to make small talk about a stupid phone. And like, she's got some gratitude in her eyes. I'm, but she's got, you know, this fear, paranoia, haunted look, utterly haunted look. She looks back up. You, do you know if they, I actually need to show them my ID to take the ferry? They ask for it at the bus stations, but I don't know about the ferry. Um, do I know with uh, my... Oh, good wits plus streetwise check. Yeah. Um, no penalty, because this should be the kind of knowledge that fits with you. Would go for that. You got any successes? We'll say you know. All right. Emily absolutely knows. She's actually taken the ferry that heads south along the coastline, and they did actually check IDs when people were buying tickets. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid that they do, but um, I don't think once you buy the ticket that they actually check when you get on board, or at least you should, as long as you buy the ticket and then like, you know, flash something, they, they probably won't look as long as you have the ticket. Um, I, I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, do you, do you want to go to the ferry instead? I, I'd be happy to purchase a ticket using my ID. It's too late for them tonight. And I got someone who can meet me on the far side of the weekend, but not today. Do you do you need to ride That's tomorrow? Why, that, give me one Sunday morning. I'll, I can get a ticket Sunday ferry. Okay. I will. I will pay for the ticket. 
don't don't worry about it it's it's you've you've already done enough and like i'm thinking like you don't understand the only thing i could do to get him back is he's gonna find out the account is empty uh, i smile a little bit but not too much and i said oh i i'm glad to help with that she smiles again i mean it's a it's a bitter bitter smile and then she starts fixing her makeup again and she looks into her purse pulls out a well not quite cheap wig but it's nothing fancy either just enough to change her hair color length so it's actually much longer looks up this looks natural right does it 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 doesn't look bad she might need to fix it in better lighting to really look good but it doesn't look bad um here and i i will pull down the the sunshade with the mirror on my passenger side and slide it so like one of those little lights go on so she can kind of like get a better look at it so she can fix it thank you thank you so much yeah and i mean it's not that far of a drive um i i think i think we kind of like talked awkwardly on and off but i think when we're getting closer to the women's shelter i'll ask um what should i call you i'm just jane doe now and i hope that's only going to be in a temporary sense I kind of smile, like, but probably thinking a little morbid, but I'll smile and then just nod a little bit. Well, well, Jane, it's, it was a pleasure to, uh, to help you, whatever. I, I don't know. I'm bad at this. Honey, you did so much more than you can ever imagine, even if it looks simple. This is everything to me. And you guys, as you're saying that, are pulling up near the Deerston Women's Shelter. You've crossed the bridge to the island, and it's actually in an um, older building right near the right near the water. Somehow they managed to get a pretty good location in a you know multi-story apartment building that has maybe seen better the decades even, but it's still a good place to be able to be invisible, be forgotten and reach a couple transit hubs at the same time she looks at you and says can you help me with the bag a little bit yes yes of course um and i kind of like park up front and we established that i can't just like pop the trunk so i, I get out put the the hazards on so no one like hits me and unlock the trunk with the key lift it up and like kind of struggle with this bag because you you said it's pretty heavy like like, like it's like it's got everything she owns in it kind of heavy yeah i think i kind of like do one of those like lift and let gravity do all the work but then put all the strength into not making it crash into the ground sort of maneuvers mm-hmm. yeah as you do that uh middle-aged woman and a couple yeah, younger ones and this guy who just looks like you been working as a janitor kind of overalls come out of the building and just say here we'll help we'll help come on and i like accept the uh the custodian's help and i think the bag's heavy enough that we're both kind of dragging it up the steps a little bit yeah he's very much the little old man yeah so i think between the two of us or we managed to get it because you know world of darkness they don't have as good uh ada accessibility no 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 you it's a narrow stairway up to the rooms 
there's like this tiny, tiny office at the entrance. And then the second and third floor type areas are where the shelter is. Mm-hmm. So you help them up and she says, we just got to check her in. Can you help just for a few moments? Uh, I kind of peer down to, um, at my car and like, um, like um, notice where she is. And is she like coming up the steps with us or? Yeah, no, she's coming in. They're just leading her into that tiny little office by the entrance. Uh, I, I suppose. Um, so he's like asking me to like go in with her. Yeah, you could help him get it all the way up yeah. the stairs for her. Yeah, yeah, I, I help. Yeah. And the other two, it's like one of them looks like their office, the office staff there kind of mm-hmm. thing. All right. Syracuse are bold. They're creaky there. Everything you wish they weren't, but they are working. And the whole building has a bit of that salt air scent to it. Like the ventilation is open windows everywhere. It is yeah. a slightly cooler fall, fall day in October, but it's not so cold that it makes no sense for the windows to be open. Just you're here. This is the ocean. You are beside it. Yeah, I feel, kind of feel like I'm like using the handrail to like help help myself up these stairs with the bag, and like as I'm grabbing the handrail, it's like caked in like salt, just from like the the air, just being constantly so close to the ocean, and it's like. Like I just touched the thing and like I could feel like my skin drying out of my hand. That is exactly it. You get it up there and turns out they put her on the top floor. Just that extra bit of sweat figures on you mixing in with the salt of the air. It's like the ocean's trying to claim your skin for a few moments. And they bring you around a corner in the at the top of the staircase. The long hallway goes both directions across the top of the building. A lot of doors, old lights where they've got the modern LED bulbs inside the glass screens that look like they were converted from oil lamps because nobody bothered to be able to update the electrical in this building since the 50s. And the man opens up one of the doors. It's a simple, sparse, but clean enough room. Uh, I... I, I thank him as he opens the door, presumably to let me drag the suitcase um, in further. And I kind of like enter the small room a little bit and kind of like awkwardly look around for a place to leave this uh, suitcase. Yeah, there's a twin bed and a small dresser and incongruously a like 20 inch T flat screen on the wall that looks like if they turn it on. Will the electrical hold it even? Who knows? But it's there. Somebody felt polite. Yeah. I, I There's a little like, piece of tape on the bottom that says the Wi-Fi password. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like the, um, it doesn't like have like cable or anything, but it has like an old DVD player with like a bunch of like, like DVDs that the library was like throwing away next to it or something like that. Pretty much. And there's like a, if you little note, it says, If you have a streaming stick, put it in port three. The other ones don't work. I I think I kind of smile at that because I, I, as a college student, I think I feel the struggle because I feel like um like the TV that Emily has is like secondhand, probably 
the, the same one that she probably broke the uh, the other two um, and her mom gave it to her so she could get a new one sort of thing. Like everything she owns is practically secondhand. Um, I, th- I just kind of like look around the room and then like it's, it's small enough. So I kind of just like step out to allow uh, Jane to. Um, well, Jane's still so, low tech. Jane's still downstairs checking. Oh, uh, Okay. So they have I'm, to I'm have gonna, fill out a little bit of technical stuff. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to like wait up in our room for her, but I think I'll like kind of politely like wait outside the office. Cause I want to, I need to at least ask her what time she wants to be picked up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The old man who that little guy thanks you for having helped up with that suitcase. And got, and he looks says, just, they're always so heavy. And he too has a little bit of a haunted look in his coverall. I, I think I, I give him like a, a dry smile and try my best to empathize, even though like I I think Emily's lived a pretty not sheltered life, but like a pretty safe life. She like I mean her dad died and she but she grew up with her mom who was like her best friend and basically like never had to worry about being in a bad relationship um, um, or like a bad neighborhood. So like she wants to empathize, but really can't. You were be able to avoid certain kinds of traumas that other people weren't so lucky as to be able to keep out of their lives would be a good way of putting it for Emily. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The old man just like offers to escort you back down, just holds out his arm. Like he's trying to be polite and gallant because you were so such a kind young girl. Yeah, I'll, I'll loop my arm through his and then like put like like loop my right arm through his left arm and kind of like rest my palm on his uh, uh, forearm and kind of just smile at him. And, and as he starts to help you go down the stairs, it's clear that he wanted to be able to hold on to something beyond the railing with his other hand. And he's got a shaky walk. Yeah, I, got, they got to just be having this guy here to be kind to him almost. Yeah, no, it's. He has, he, he has a use here and he's probably well respected and I don't know his background, but like he's doing good work as far as uh, Emily can uh, understand. All right. I mean, the skin on his hand, though, is actually surprisingly tough and strong despite his age. You expect an old man would, you know, feel aged, but he almost feels like tough, like toughened leather to his, the palm of his hand. When you put your hand on it, I'd like a roll of wits and composure from you. Two successes, very nice. Yes, his, um, something definitely feels really wrong about the skin of his hand when you realize that. A quick glance down, his skin is more like very well articulated chitin on his hand. Um, an actual human skin it's not right well this is your chance for a breaking point oh like 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 it feels like really weird like like more than just like he's a burn victim or something on his hands yes like this is not right like you realize that this is actually like pieces of his skin is made of a bunch of solid plates almost oh kind of feeling yeah, I, I think I'm gonna 
I might like um, react a little bit, but I'm going to try not to. Um, yeah, no, this is a breaking point for normal human integrity, actually. Okay, so what would I do? Like try to just roll my like integrity? Yeah, I mean, right now you have a base human of seven integrity, and this is trying threatening to be able to break that. It is a four dice roll for you to be able to have this not mess with your sanity. Okay, let's see if I can be blissfully ignorant. I got one success, it looks like. All right. This one success doesn't mean ignorance, but it does mean the ability to compartmentalize or otherwise keep yourself from freaking out. Yeah, I'm probably just trying to explain away. Maybe he burnt his hand or something really bad. I probably list, um, like, think back to uh, reading Johnny Tremaine in middle school and thinking about how, like, uh, the character in there got a bunch of like liquid silver on his hand and it probably something like that. It has to be something like that, but I'm like probably a little scared and freaked out about it, but trying to do my best to keep it in and not like react. Cause I don't want to offend the guy. And if it is something like a natural light or whatever, I don't want to like, actually, I don't think that she would think it'd be unnatural at all. I think just he's, it's just weird and she doesn't like it like at all but um i think we come down this this the stairs too far for her to do anything now but definitely like the uh the cheery look that um she had when like they are at the top of the stairs is no longer on her face by the time they get to the bottom there's a bit of stress there there's a bit more of a, the forced smile you'd say yeah maybe um i i i'm still trying to be very polite to this guy because like I can't fathom like it being anything other than just something happened to him. Yeah, maybe it's a really awkward prosthetic. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it, it it I I feel uneasy about it, but I think that's of all that like she can like basically conjure right now. All right, we get down the landings to where that little office is, and you said you were gonna wait for Jane to get out. Yeah, I I think I'm like trying to politely stay out of earshot, but I think like the office and the the foyer reception area is too small for me not to hear. But I kind of just like make myself like visible to her, but kind of stay a respectful distance so she can like tell her story or fill out her forms or whatever sort of processing they need her to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, right inside the door, there's a little room with a desk in it, and then there are two more rooms in the back. It looks like this actually was the living room of an apartment. And they just turned a first floor apartment into the office. Yeah. And out of those other couple doors to the rest of it, a little bit of a hallway leading to probably wherever the kitchen would have been. Yeah. Probably the, kept, kept the kitchen, kept the bathroom sort of thing, but exactly. The other two doors are closed and there's light coming out from underneath one of them where you can hear, well, let's see how well you, can hear whether or not you're trying to wits and composure again already um i actually have active listening and empathy but no that's that's not uh wits and composure never mind hold on no but i believe you do have trained observer don't you i do i think that gives me the eight again let me double check that one really quick because i want to make sure we're both remembering it properly yeah I, it's um eight agains because i have the three dot version of it yep and right. you, found, you found it faster than me. 
and I get one success. One success in this case will be enough. You hear a sudden no from behind the door and a thump, a quiet, muted thump. Was it uh, Jane's voice or someone else's? Jane said no. I, I, I can't see into this office. It's a closed old wooden door. Well, you got light coming out from below it. What do you do? I, I don't know. I, I left my phones, both my phones, in my glove compartment. Uh, I don't really wear a watch or anything. Uh, I think I like I look around and I probably have like a little bit of worried look on my face. Um, but I think I'll just take like a couple steps to the door and like just politely knock on it and just say, uh, Ma'am, it's uh, it's it's Emily. I just wanted to uh, uh, confirm um, a few details. I'd like to get going. Uh, no need for you to worry about her. She'll, we're just finishing up the paperwork, young lady. You can get on your way. Uh, okay. Um, I just, I guess, I need to know what time to pick her up tomorrow. What time to pick her up? The voice sounds a little bit confused. There's a little bit of a strain in it. Uh, does does eight sound good? It'll be great. Just uh, get a card from Jeffrey out there, and it'll we'll make sure that you can get in at eight. Uh, okay, and I I feel a little you know a little bit better, but you know it's still it's like that it was kind of weird. But I'm gonna look around for Jeffrey, who I assume was the the man who help me carry in the suitcase yep he's standing back behind you at the door he has this slightly blank smile on it and he holds out his hand like he's going to give you something um well i I assume you heard everything so like i reach my hand out to take whatever he's giving me he drops a large insect the size of the palm of your hand right into your open waiting hand I want you to make a Dex Composer check to be able to do anything about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Give me a second. I got one success. One success is enough. You're able to drop that thing down and you can hear the, the pinchers on it snap like it had been trying to get your palm right inside it. Uh, and since you are a trained observer, you can tell this thing looks like some kind of a demented lobster would be the best way to put it like if a lobster had an extra pair of pinchers on it and the tail of a scorpion and now it's on the floor and it's moving towards your foot oh that that's just creepy i think um i think i just try to get out the door and run down the stairs to my car yeah this is a chance for another one of those potential breaking points on your sanity let's have three dice this time uh no no successes yeah your your integrity since you're still a regular human has gone down to six from this i think i start freaking out and like like i think i stamp my feet and like i'm trying to just remove myself from the situation and i think i'm like i would have liked to just like like quickly walked away but i think i'm like assuming the door's open and i can get out and you push, you'd have to push through Jeffrey, who was standing in it. Yeah, I'm going to try to, like, uh, my shoulder my way through and, like, you know, try to, like, 
go down the stairs as quickly as I can and get out to the car. All right. That would be a strength brawl roll. Hmm. And for untrained, it's minus one. So that would put you at a chance style. I, I have athletics. Could I try to just like just get past him? So instead of pushing him, you want to try and like yeah, dodge like and cartwheel around maybe him? Maybe like, like juke him out or like like dexterity athletics you want to try yeah maybe that all right we can try that that actually does give you some real dice and is this a big enough deal that you're going to want to apply your willpower to this um i mean this might be like one of like the first instances in my life where i actually feel like threatened by someone so i think so all right one point of willpower it gives you three extra dice to roll all right, that is a single success. And I'm going to give him a small chance of stopping you in an opposed roll here. Look at that. Nothing. You manage to just barely get by as he goes for you with those hands, those stronger than he was letting on hands. And the chitin on them suddenly makes sense now that it didn't make before, that it shouldn't have made at all. Outside, um, your hazards are off. Oh, man. Um that doesn't, the keys are in my hand, but uh, I I think that, like, I never recall saying, like, I locked it or anything, but uh, that, that worries me that the hazards are off. I think I'm just going to, like, uh, still try to get over to the, the driver's side, put the vehicle between me, and then just, like, do one of those pull up on the handles and see if it it's, by the grace of God, still open. Otherwise, I'm jamming that key in there, and we're gonna try to have like one of those like uh, like standoffs, probably. All right, you run around the car to get in, and remember how I said that that older woman had two younger assistants, neither of whom assisted you. Well, one of them's in the driver's seat, and she looks like she was going through your cell phones out of the glove box, trying to mess with them. As you go for the door, she looks up at you, slightly surprised with wide unblinking eyes so and then she, she she's sitting in the driver's seat yeah you remember you didn't lock this thing no i didn't she looks up at you with wide unblinking eyes and just her lips pull back it's not a smile her lips instead pull back in a almost inhuman way and she just yes so i think it'd be cinematic if i had like actually opened the door a little bit before i noticed her Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna instinctually gonna try to close the door again and try to get away just anywhere. You're gonna run down the street. Yeah, I'm freaked out. I I lost integrity. I'm I'm fleeing the scene probably like as loudly as I can. All right, that is probably the best choice you could make, honestly. As you bolt, um, old man Jeffrey starts bolting after you with surprising speed and you can see that young girl coming out of the car i want another wits and composure roll this time at a minus two because you're pretty distracted Alrighty, that's six dice but two less as in like oh so two die penalty oh two die penalty okay yeah so Um, when you're getting penalties and bonuses it's to your dice pool in this version uh, makes sense that's two successes That's good. Your skills of observation have paid off as the second one of those two assistants ducks out from between the building and the next one over 
trying to grab at your arm, but is it you're able to juke a bit to the side and miss her thanks to that it's almost sixth sense of yours, that foresight, that quick vision, and able to get another building down. At I think this point, we're going to yeah. start running some Dex and Athletics rolls. Yeah, I think it's just like, since I was able to keep my composure just enough that I actually noticed this person, so it allowed me to take like a different angle on it. But yeah, I am I guess, uh, good thing I got that one dot in Athletics. Yeah. I mean, I was tempted to make this an attacking dog, but I think this is a lot more exciting. All right, so that's uh, three dice. And uh, we're going to have an opposed roll here. A dang, three successes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. They are keeping pace with you. You're not getting ahead, but they have not caught up either. So I, I look behind me, and how many people are actually chasing me at this point? Old man Jeffrey is in the middle behind that first assistant and the second assistant has popped out of the car to join in from behind so i got three people chasing me and the old man is like in the middle of the path catching catching up already the despite old man being and, yeah he is not getting left behind i think that freaks me out even further so i'm gonna try to could i like use like my knowledge of the area to try to find a way to get into like a more populated spot or like know a better spot to go to where there'd be more people or maybe like a police I'd, fire station i would say a wits and streetwise at minus two that's because fair. this is a slightly nastier area of the town you're in this narrow residential area between mm -hmm. the major transit areas and the shipyard a lot of the big stuff is on the other side of major roads uh i got two successes so i'm like I'm like grasping his trolls, try, trying to find somewhere that's like safe or at least public. Well, if you can get a couple more blocks down, you would be able to run into the shipyard and there would be people there working at all hours of the day, potentially, because this is yeah. the side of the Deerston side where the container ships come in. Yeah, I'm, I, I guess otherwise just... you'd be stuck trying to run through traffic and hoping that worked because the major roads are still going to have some. So I head through the shipyard, probably in the back of my mind, like hoping that like, I don't know that there's some big strong men who will feel sorry for like a poor young girl getting chased by people, obviously frightened. And I'm like, just trying to picture what this might look like in my mind. And I'm probably laughing a little bit because trying to just processing like, like my sanity loss a little bit. And like, I think that's a normal response to fear. So I'm just like, all right. So given your it. speed versus their speed right now, it's going to take you th three rolls to get to the shipyard. As long as you keep ahead of them for those three rolls, you'll escape to the shipyard. If they catch up with you, things will turn different. Sounds good. And Sounds if you good. get far enough up ahead, you're escaping even before then. Okay. Um, three rolls is that uh three successes or we have three rounds of uh this dice against dice you know sounds good and um, if you can get five successes more than them you are totally gone if they I, can get five successes more than you they've caught you i think i'm gonna try to blow some will on power at this point to get three more because like i'm being chased by people and i don't really like that so I'm just trying to like 
put like dig down deep and pull everything I got out of this. Alrighty. That's two successes. One success. You've pulled slightly ahead. You've gotten a, each one of these rolls. It's going to be a block of running, we'll say. Uh, a good city block, okay? Yeah. Um, you've, pa- you've passed several older residential buildings that are, you know, the temporary for the sailors and stuff like that. Things that are far too dense and they never should have been allowed to stay under building code, but they had to have somewhere for people. Yeah, and they're grandfathered in at this point. Yeah. Old tenements and halfway houses, boarding houses, and one of them that says something along the lines like the Deerston Grand Hotel, because all the apartment buildings were grand hotels back in the day. All right, I'm going to make my second roll, and I think I'm going to hold on to some willpower at this point, because, yeah, that's one success. Four successes for them. They just hit five successes. Technically, it's three more than you, but they did hit the five success mark. So we're going to give you that chance. They are almost upon you. You can feel fingertips brushing against the back of your shirt. You can hear them breathing hard behind you. I think I do one of those, like, maybe I'm like, you know, have like one of those, like got the spaghetti straps, um, but like a a zip, zip up hoodie on or something. Maybe like I like the arms back and like, I'm now running and like one of them's uh, like clasping my hoodie and i think i get a burden to some uh some more willpower because i i can't let these guys catch me uh, who knows like what they did to jane oh, wow no. oh no i got one and they got four that puts them up against you by seven successes over your total right there at the very edge of the shipyard you realize the gate is closed here. That chain link gate across the road is closed for you to have gotten into the shipyard. They actually had their regulations somewhat in play here. You can see the shipping containers ahead. You can see where a different road was the one with the guard house on it to be able to have them roll the gate open. Right now, this one is just shut for the night and you hit the fence and the they boom catch you old man jeffrey's got you by one arm the other assistant has got you by the other arm right up against the fence and they do not look happy they are breathing a little bit rough from this uh so i'm probably screaming my throat raw at this point because in my mind i'm either going to be killed or raped at this point and i'm just like no no get away no and just trying to like attract tension maybe i'm kicking or whatever as much as i can but like i'm cornered all right you start screaming they've grabbed you by both arms right now and unfortunately only not the strongest person by comparison but whatever they were planning on doing it doesn't seem like they necessarily want to do it too visibly here they start trying to pull you away from the fence back in the general direction where you came from, but instead of along the road, along the other side of the buildings on that bit of boardwalk against the water itself. So like they got me by the arms. I'm like trying to dig my heels in as much as I can. Maybe like maybe at the cost of like twisting my ankle, maybe, but like I'm screaming as hard as I can struggling, trying to get out. But like there's three of them and I'm just like this, like young 
girl who can't maybe at the best case scenario I'll power one of them but like it's kind of desperate right now yeah one of them's got a sock to shove in your mouth I'm after a couple steps or try to anyway yeah I'm trying to like um because I don't want to I don't want that in my mouth but uh I also want to keep screaming so I'm probably my screaming's like muffled by like him trying to shove it in there and like I'm like using my t- tongue to like try to push it out probably falls out a few times he probably eventually gets it in because there's not a whole lot like i could do eventually but um like i think i'm like there's like tears going down my eyes and like i'm just kicking and like i'm just doing the best i can to try to get away at this point but it's feeling pretty hopeless and i'm probably on the edge of despair they try and keep you there behind the shadows of the building. They're heading closer to the water again. And two of them, one by each arm, the third one, that last assistant, the one who'd been going into your car, looks up and he says, Emily, time for you to join something greater than this yourself. Now you can stop this. You stop resisting and it will get much easier for you on out. She reaches right under the strap of her shirt and pulls another one of those insects basically that have been off her back. Those things like that looks like a lobster with far too many claws the size of the palm of your hand. She looks at you and smiles with the thing. I think All you I have let, to do is join us. I think I let out a whimper and some tears just like silently rolled out my cheeks because there's I'm probably resigned. There's not a whole lot I could do at this point and like it's a very helpless feeling and they just try to put like this crustacean or something on me. And I, I don't want it, but I, I don't know how to stop it. So I think I just try to close my eyes. So I at least don't have to watch it anymore. As you close your eyes, things turn dark and then suddenly bright blue, dark, bright blue, flashing, flashing lights, flashing blue lights. Someone heard your screams. You open your eyes again, and you can see a police car pulling up near the edge of the fence where you had been pulled away from. It's diagonally a bit, almost shrouded by the corner of the building. They pulled you behind right against the water. But there's an officer there. He's getting out of the car. He's pulled out his flashlight. I'm probably trying to scream again, but I have this girl sock in my mouth, so I'm like making as much noise as I can, like kicking my feet against the the gravel and like trying to make a ruckus and like trying to like push the sock out of my mouth my tongue but it's just you know it's in there yeah they look startled they look they say ditch her what one of them says and they just push you backwards and start running backwards happens to be off the edge of a slab of granite you were standing on that made up that bit of the boardwalk we were talking about backwards is into the ice cold water the Atlantic is following you home. How well can Emily swim? But not in athletics. So I probably took like classes at the Y when I was young. But so let's have first of all a stamina roll for the shock of being tossed into the Atlantic. Hypothermia can set in so quickly. Yeah, and I saw this sock in my mouth that's just probably getting it's probably getting wet it is not so, helping it is not helping uh, at all are my are my arms free 
yeah, they just shoved you in and booked it. All right, let's see if I stand the shock of the water first. Is that just a straight stamina? That is a straight stamina right now. Um, it looks like I'm in like a hyperthermic shock. You were not ready for this. You gasp as you hit the water. Gasping lets the sock out of your mouth, but it lets the water in. I'm going to give you a strength and stamina roll to get that water out now. This is cold. It's horrible. One success. You're barely able to spit that out before you start drowning. I think I'm just kicking as hard as I can. I probably lose my shoes or something or trying to. Your clothes are not the clothes you'd want to go swimming in. And this water is not the water you wanted to swim in either. Yeah, I think I'm just like kicking as hard as I can at this point, just trying to break surface. Let's give you a strength and athletics roll to do so at a minus two because the hypothermia is no joke. That brings you to a chance die. Yeah. You can spend a point of willpower, though, if you want to have three real dice. I think I have to. I think you have to also. One success. Oh, my God. One success. You barely pull yourself to the surface. And then you can see them. They are silhouetted against the darkness. You can see the officer saying something to them. You can't really hear him very well over the sound of your own splashing. And let's give that trained observer a chance to be able to hear things. You're in the dark. You're still at a minus two penalty for anything physical, but you can hear them without more than a minus one penalty from your own flashing. What, what's the uh, role for? Wits and composure again. Okay, thank you. So minus three. Yeah, it's no successes. Uh, I'm probably splashing and gasping too much to make out anything. Yeah, you can't tell what they're saying. It's not loud enough. It's not over the surf, not over the sounds of you trying just stay up to realize where's the nearest ladder how am i supposed to get back out of here the officer then walks over to the water away from them calmly away from them pulls out his flashlight starts scanning the water i'm gonna probably try to make as much uh noise as i can because like i'm recognizing this as a something different than what i was running from at least and like any port in a storm sort of thing Mm -hmm. all right Let's see if he can notice you. He definitely notices you. The light catches on you, focuses on you. And then he looks down and he said, loudly, he shouts it to you, almost. Just enough for you to be able to hear it over the water because you can tell this is directed your way. So you're going to join up. And I think she's just like, what? And like, like that was not ex- what uh, she was expecting to you know, here I choose probably expecting or go to the left, go to the right, or I'll throw you a rope or something. And then like, like this was not what she was expecting. And there's a lot of confusion in her mind right now. Another strength and athletics to keep yourself up. You're still at that minus two. Remember you're in the Atlantic. The tides here are rough. You have to keep yourself from being thrown on the rocks as much as you have to keep yourself from being tossed underneath. I guess I'm spending some more willpower to at least have a chance at this. So one success. One success. You are so showing such incredible determination here. A lesser person would not have been able to pull this off. I the think I tried actually to... almost seems impressed to see you keeping it to the surface. I think I try to shout help me, but because I'm hyperthermic, like 
it only just comes out as just like a normal talking bush just like help he nods as though that's acceptance and holds up a hand for a moment goes brushes back to his car and as you're barely keeping to the surface you can see him pulling the line from the winch on his bumper to you he reaches up he looks like he's gonna try and toss it your way and like at this point like i think what's going through her mind is like like i don't know what fate happens if and when i actually get out like probably remembering that jane was trying to escape a cop and like like the previous story cops are bad especially in this area because they'll they'll get her so but like at least gives her a chance whereas she has no chance in the atlantic and it can't possibly help that you don't exactly look caucasian in one of the whitest states in the united states oh, i probably like it's probably dark but i think it kind of goes to her mind that she might not even be missed by anyone but her like closest friends and family and like that's like i'm not sure if you ever had to contemplate your own mortality but that's a really freaking dark thought i think this might be one more last breaking point uh i think so actually because like let's roll four dice four dice no i think she's lost any sense of hope that she might have had and it's kind of like this is the lesser of two evils because like staying in the ocean is death getting out gets her a chance at not death and she doesn't trust that like this authority figure is actually going to be of any help based off of what jane was saying earlier that night so i think she's almost resigned to her fate but not enough to completely give up yet because she still has a couple willpower points all right this is this is your chance he throws the line towards you i want a strength and athletics will get that line still minus two still minus two all right uh, i guess uh one more willpower one success down to one willpower point but you got the line you grab it i don't think i feel the line i think my hands are so cold that i don't feel it and like but I I am so conscious of the moment, so I'm just probably trying to wrap myself around in it, just so like at least if I get tangled in it, like I won't drift away. Very good. You're starting to pull your be pulled towards the shore. There's a there's hope. You can see that he's actually pulling at it with his hands, not just sitting in the car. Because he's actually keeping his eyes on you, making sure that you are really on that line. Let's have one more wits and composure roll and still penalty no penalty because this is your sense okay and you're getting closer you're getting past the the roar that's two successes excellent you can you hear faint shouting shouting that you hadn't noticed before you hear a how did she not get it quick before she gets away the man freezes and stops the officer is no longer pointing on the rope you look up you see yeah you see Jane running down the docks away from the shelter. You see the matron on the shelter, the manager running after her. Jane must have been able to avoid the lobster too somehow. The man freezes when he sees Jane running, but Jane freezes when she sees him. She says, not you, not here. In shock, 
the man lets go of the line in his hands. I, my mouth just like goes open, and I think I'm. There's just like this minute where like I feel like I'm floating before I start descending, and like it starts off as surprise, and then like rage. I think is going through me because like that was my chance. I was there, and now it's gone. And as you sink, you hear one more sound, a gunshot. Everything turns to black. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.